Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. We have another birth story for you today, and we are chatting with Cami Harper. This is a really great story and example of what you can do, how you can show up when you want a home birth but life circumstances and other things going on make that a bit challenging. And so Cami is sharing her two birth stories with us, hospital births, and how she embraced her situation to make it beautiful, even though it wasn't exactly what she would have maybe wanted. And I just love that because it's an example of bringing the home birth mentality, the energy, the empowerment to whatever location you birth. So I feel like so many of you can get something from this, regardless of your birthing plans, experiences, past, present, or future. Uh, There's something really magical about being able to influence yourself in a powerful way to have an amazing experience regardless of where you are. And so we talked to Cami about her decision-making process, about some of the elements that came into play, like moving and finances and insurance and doctors and midwives and all, all that stuff. So we hear about that. She also shares some of the tips and resources that she used that were very helpful. And it's just such an amazing conversation. So grateful to her. I know you're going to love this story. Here it is. Hi, Cami. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're awesome. Yeah, we're we're talking to you. Fantastic. Thanks for joining <laughs> okay, us. Okay, great. <laughs> so my name is Cami, like you said, and I've been living in Atlanta, Georgia for the past few years with my family, and we just moved to Arizona for the summer. My husband was at Georgia Tech studying aerospace engineering, and now we're on to the next move in our life with a, a job. So that's exciting. Just, that's a little bit about me and my family. <laughs> that's so cool. And you have, I guess I have two, I have two babies, two too. kiddos. Two yeah. Boys. That's who we're here to talk yeah, about, right? <laughs> yeah. That's who we're here to talk about. They're 14 months apart. They're both under the age of two and they make my life so happy and so crazy. <laughs> I love that. Happy and crazy. I feel like that that covers so many things by using those two words. You get like the whole spectrum. <laughs> and you and you put them in that yes. order as well. Yeah. So that, that must have been very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm sure there are a lot of mamas right now listening like, hmm, okay, 14 months apart. You are an incredibly brave and powerful, awesome woman. I need to hear whatever it is you have to say, because you've got something going on that I want to know about. Um, 
So can you share with us a little bit of how you and Dustin entered into and approached your family planning process? Um, yeah, I can. So Dustin and I, we actually got married about three years ago and, um, we were, we've always wanted a big family and we've just been really excited about having kids. So we weren't, we weren't sure when we were going to plan on having kids, but I remember about, about three months into our marriage, I was like, um, I really want a baby. <laughs> so we, you know, we just decided we want to have a big family. We want to start. We didn't know what, why wait. So we just went ahead and, and I got pregnant right away. Um, and so that, that happened actually sooner than I expected. I didn't expect to get pregnant right away, but we were just so excited. And we had our first, uh, week after our first anniversary, he was born exactly one week after our first anniversary. So that was really fun. Oh wow! And then and then our next one was a little bit of a surprise. We weren't expecting it, but we weren't obvious. Obviously, we've always wanted a family, so a big family. So we were scared but thrilled at the same time. <laughs> um, well, we we definitely want more kids, but we'll probably wait a little bit longer between the two. Okay, got <laughs> it. Each one, got it. Yeah. And so when you found out you were pregnant, how did you approach? how you were going to plan birth or did you have ideas in your mind beforehand, either you yourself or you and Dustin collectively, as you talked about it, you know, what did you envision as far as birth? Well, I was delivered with a midwife. My mom always told me that she had a midwife when I was born. And so my whole life, I've always loved the idea of having a midwife. I've loved birth. I've loved babies. I've loved everything about that. I've just been fascinated by it. And so when I was pregnant, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted a midwife. I wanted to do it naturally without medication. I wanted to just do it as holistically and naturally as as possible. And so I just really dived into the research. I started looking everywhere um, for, for, for different midwives or for just to, to see how I could, how I could have my baby. And um, at the time there was so much I didn't know already um, but I, I read a lot and I researched a lot and I had an idea of what I wanted, but our, our, our plan went a little bit different than what I was hoping for just because we, my husband got an internship in California where we're moving the summer that my baby was due. And so we, we moved to California and I had to find, I had a midwife in Georgia. I went, I was going to in-town midwifery. And then we moved when I was about 20 weeks and maybe a little bit farther along, 25 weeks. And we, we went to California and I couldn't find a midwife in Palmdale. I couldn't find one or anyone, any midwife that took my insurance. I couldn't find any. And so I was, I was really bummed about that. It was a big struggle for me actually, because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't want a doctor Mm. (laughs) or an OB. Um, so I, I decided to, I, I opened up my, my mind to the idea of having a doctor and I was just hoping to find someone who would, who would, um, cater to my, my desires and needs and would be open about being more holistic. And so I went through the list of doctors that my insurance covered and I just decided I was going to interview them. And so mm-hmm. I went and interviewed the doctors and I found one. 
Um, his name is Dr. Cho. And he, he told me that he studied with midwives. And that was like one of the first things I was like, yes, I want, I want you. If you studied with midwives, you know their approach, you know what they want or how they deliver babies. And so he's like, yep, I'm happy to do whatever you want to do. Um, you just, I just have to deliver at the hospital. I'm like, okay, that's okay. We'll do, we'll do it. We'll take it. Um, and so we got ready for that, that baby to come. Our first James, um, he was, the day, the day I was in labor, it happened quicker than I thought it was. I didn't have any, my contractions happened three minutes apart right away consistently. And so I was hoping to stay at home for as long as I could. But my doctor had told me that when my contractions are three minutes apart consistently, I should go in. And so I went to the hospital. I probably could have waited a little bit longer, but it was my first baby. And I didn't know how long I could wait. But I was at the hospital for um, like four hours until I had to, until I started pushing. Um, and that, that I mean, the, just because it was my first birth, um, my first experience, I think it was magical because of that. But looking back on it, I feel like it wasn't exactly what I wanted. It wasn't in the place that I wanted. It wasn't with the people that I wanted. My doctor wasn't there until the very end, until I was actually pushing. Mm. Um, but the but the best part about that birth, besides having my baby, um, was my husband was there and he was right by me, there with me, pushing with me. He we, we both moaned and groaned the whole time during all of my my contractions or pressure waves, and he was just like my, my constant support and I felt like because he was there and because he was doing all that being so supportive for me I was able to deal with the nurses that bothered me or the the weird rules about not eating that bothered me um there was just a couple of things that really bothered me that I didn't want to deal with because I'm having a baby and I want to focus 100% on having a baby so my husband really made it so that I could focus on having a baby um which was beautiful. And I had my baby and my, my doctor said that it was so refreshing to deliver an unmedicated birth. He said he hadn't done that for a long time. I'm like, Oh, oh wow. well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Really <laughs> happy, happy to be here. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to facilitate that for you. Um, it was challenging. It was empowering. It was beautiful. And I look back on it just with a smile on my face. Um, with with my second baby, though, I I was I was in Atlanta, so I was planning on going back to in town midwifery, but I had changed my insurance since since the year before, and my new insurance plan did not cover that they didn't the in town midwifery didn't accept my insurance, and so I was bummed, I was devastated. I'm like, no, I wanted to go back to this, this these midwives. Um, and so I started looking at home birth. That's kind of when I started, got the idea of home birth. Because of one, of, one, because of my friend Jessica, who did a home birth. Um, and, then, and then I came across your, your podcast, and I'm like, I have to do a home birth. That's the <laughs> coolest thing ever. Um, and so I just started researching it and looking for midwives, and I couldn't find any that would accept my insurance. And, you know, home births don't, they don't usually accept insurance. And just because we were students, we, couldn't, we can't really financially we couldn't really financially 
afford mm-hmm. um, to pay for a humber. Right. Um, sorry, my baby. Screaming at me. Um, so I I found a midwife that accepted my insurance, and she delivered at the Atlanta Atlanta Medical Center, and. She, the, th- the thing about this midwife is there was five midwives on staff and whoever was on call during my like, my labor was going to be the one who delivered me. And that was one thing I didn't like because I didn't have a chance to meet them all. Right. Um, but the, uh, everyone that I met, I really liked. So I was, I was feeling okay about it. It was a little scary for me. Um, anyway, the one that, that I loved, um, her name was Molly. She suggested a book to me called Mindful Birthing. By Nancy Bardak. Have you heard of it? I have not. Oh, you definitely need to look at it. It's it's a beautiful book. Um, it's all about birthing mindfully with with breathing and with meditation. It's very similar to hypnobirthing, but okay. it resonated more with me. Cool, cool. Um, it was it 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 was all about instead of focusing on um the pain of labor if if it is if you are experiencing pain focusing on breathing focusing on how the breath can help open up your body open up your help the contractions open up and let your baby come out it was it's beautiful and it really really helped me have a beautiful birth with my second mm-hmm. my second baby that's amazing yeah um, we'll make a note of that and we'll share that with listeners so they can check that out we'll put a link to it yeah yes was yeah great book um so one thing that i i have have thought about a lot with with having a baby is this one experience that i had um a long time ago before i was even thinking about having kids i was in college and i was rock climbing with one of my one of my best friend's brothers he's a really good rock climber and he he um took me on this rock it was in utah and there's the the mountains in in utah are huge and there's so much rock climbing that you can do out there it's beautiful but we were climbing up this mountain and it i remember this particular mountain was really hard for me to climb up and i got stuck i got stuck on the mountain and i felt dumb because i was with this guy who i thought was cute and i was just (laughs) stuck on this mountain and i was trying to climb up it and I felt inside of me this real, like this, this re- really strong desire to get up that mountain. And it was almost like I gave up on giving up. It was, it was this weird, weird transition in my, inside of my heart or my soul or whatever. Um, so I, I, I finally like got the energy and I started climbing up that hard part in the mountain. And I went over like the mountain kind of, came out a little bit so I had to lean backwards to climb up it it was it was pretty tricky and once I got up on top of that I could see the whole valley of it was Salt Lake City Utah the the whole valley and I could see all these mountains and it was the most beautiful thing in the world I felt exhilarated I was so empowered that I made it on top of that mountain and I thought of that story with both of my babies when I was delivering them because that to me that's what birth is like it's you get it's like this really challenging rock that you're climbing when you're when you're having your baby 
And there's sometimes there's a point where you kind of feel like giving up or you really feel like giving up. And then you just dig deeper and you find the strength inside of you. And then your baby comes and it's the most exhilarating thing ever. And you feel so empowered and you feel so beautiful and so blessed with this beautiful child. Um, that, that, to, that was my story when I had both of my babies. I, I held on to that experience that I had with rock climbing and it really helped me. I don't know why it just resonated with me. And it, it reminded me of both of my labors because they, they both felt that way. And I felt like because, even though my experiences weren't exactly what I wanted in, in a home or with people that I, that I loved or minus my husband and my baby, um, they were so special and so empowering. I think because of the preparation that I did beforehand, the choices that I made and, and the, the things that I wanted happen. Like I, I felt like I was, they were able to happen even though it wasn't exactly how I planned. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I love that. And I love that you tie in this, the rock climbing story with it. Cause it's almost like regardless of where the rock is, you still have that rock to climb and you can utilize and you can bring to the experience that same energy regardless, you know? So like that essence in you, that giving up on giving up thing, you can apply and you can kind of like funnel that into whatever, wherever the experience is. So like the essence of it can still be whatever you want it to be, regardless of, yeah, some elements may not have been your exact 100 you know, percent, uh, top choice, but you can, you can work with that. You know, you can still climb the mountain you can still reach the top and you can still look over the same beautiful Valley. Exactly. That's really, (laughs) really cool. This podcast is sponsored by skylight calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic and finding the perfect mother's day gift. It's not exactly a no brainer until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. I, so going in that, uh, theme there, what are some things, some advice you would give other mamas who are planning their birth or, you know, in their, their pregnancy experience and are working with some of that, that they may not exactly have the birth location or situation or care provider that they would have ideally wanted. What are some things, whether it's, you know, um, tactical kind of things or even just some emotional work that they could do to um, come to a a greater space of peace around that? I would say write down what you want and and do everything you can to get it. Um, Obviously, every experience is going to be different, but I think 
um, if you write it down and you plan for it, and if you're with your partner and your partner is aware of what you want, they're going to be able to facilitate that as much as they can. And I think one of the most important things is, and you've said it a million times in your show, is to be com- comfortable and relaxed while you're having a baby. So make sure whether you're in your hospital or a birth center or at home, make sure you're comfortable and relaxed and feel like you can birth how you want to. Mm. And I think whether you're in a hospital or not, you, you can do that. You just have to voice your opinion. You have to voice what you want. So do everything you can to do it how you want. And obviously there's going to be, compli- there, I mean, there's, there's not necessarily complications, but there's going to be thing, different things that come unexpected things or different than planned because we can't control the future and we can't control our baby's birth. But um, just stand up for what you believe, believe in and want. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah and I agree with everything that you just said of, you know, standing up for yourself, knowing what you want, being very clear about what you want. And then when you have that partner who also knows and understands, they can advocate for you as well. I love it. On that, I feel like when you do stand up for what you want and what you believe in, um, it's it's empowering for your babies too, because it's their mm, birthday. Yeah. So I just think that's such a such a big deal and I love one of the things I love about your show is that I'll just put a little add in for your show um, is that it's 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 a platform for women to hear great birth stories and maybe not even great birth stories but just talking about it we should be more open about birth stories because our babies this is their birthday and it's, it's a special moment and it's, it's our entrance into this life and it's just so so cool yeah so, sorry Matthew go Absolutely. ahead go ahead and ask me what you're gonna say yeah, so you mentioned that there was some things that you had done uh, to prepare uh, before your your son's birth that helped you to you know climb that climb that mountain and get over that hump. Uh, what are, what are some of the specific things you've already mentioned? A book, mindful birthing. What other specific things did you do that helped you to just find that peace, find that power, tap into your breath, all of that? Mm, well, good good question. I practice breathing. I practice mindful breathing with, that was my little meditation I would do every day. I would just focus on my breath and envision what kind of birth I wanted to have. I also exercise every day, almost every day. And I feel like that really prepares my body, um, to, to have the, have my babies. I I felt like that helped me have short labors and I tried to eat right. I tried to, you know, those were some of the things I did. Mm-hmm. Also, I think just researching, knowing knowing what my options were was really helpful. I have a couple of friends that didn't want to prepare because they didn't know what to expect and they just assumed that they were going to be fine. And and they were. They were fine, but I don't think it was necessarily the labor that they wanted. Right. Because they didn't know. They didn't have, they didn't have any other options. Just, yeah. So I'm curious now in the future as, uh, as the family grows, as the Harper crew gets bigger, do you see a home birth in the future or now with what you've kind of been able to, um, learn for yourself and advocate and do for yourself? Are you kind of, you know, not as set on location? I am. I definitely would love a home birth. I think next time, if that's, if that works with my pregnancy next time, I don't see why it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I definitely want a home birth. Um, I, so with my second one, I stayed home for as long as I could Mm. when I was in labor. 
And it was the most beautiful experience ever. I was just with my husband. My friend took care of my, my Jane. He took, mm-hmm. over, took care of him well, that whole day. And me and my husband, we went walking through Piedmont Park while I was in labor. labor. We made lunch together. We we just hung out all day. And I mean, I wasn't, I had, my labor started, it was kind of weird the second time it started and then stopped and then started. But when it actually started, I was just there at home and my husband would like hold on to, he would pull down, he would push up on my arms and I would pull down on him or something. And we would just breathe together and each with each contraction, it was just easy and empowering and I loved being at home and if I didn't have to go anywhere after I would have been that would have been the best ever because we went to the hospital right when I was ready to push (laughs) and so that was kind of that was a little um tricky to travel while I was ready to push but by the time I got to the hospital he was ready to be born he was born I think 90 minutes later after we got there wow um, that's cool so that that was that experience it was, it was very cool and it was awesome it was great it was a great day <laughs> but I just loved being at home yeah loved it. I appreciate that a lot I and think I think that's... if I could stay there that would be great yeah yeah I th- well yeah that's nice I think one thing that a lot of women could take into their birthing experiences even if they are going to a birthing center or a hospital is a little bit of that um advice and I'm not going to tell anyone to do and how long they should stay because I'm not the master of knowing your contractions or your body. But I, I think there's something to be said for, especially first time moms from the moment, you know, you realize labor might be starting that you don't necessarily have to rush to the hospital immediately. And that, you know, we've heard a number of stories of women who go at the first sign of maybe labor and then things stall when they get there because of whatever reason, because of people prodding and poking them and bothering them, bright lights, beeping sounds, like all the things that aren't really conducive for your body to feel safe, secure, calm, you know, all the things you would want to feel if you were going to make a baby, not necessarily the best, you know, space to have a baby. Um, so I think, so true. you know, that's something that women could do is, you know, of course, be mindful of, of and don't take anything I'm saying and stay until the last second. But, you know, to just feel that out and see, you know, if you do just want to stay in your own space for a bit before, you know, packing it up and heading out. Right. I I just get, I just, after having babies, I just get, I think it's so funny watching movies, how women just drop everything and go to the hospital right away. I'm like, dude, you have time. (laughs) Make a sandwich. Not everyone does, but, (laughs) but seriously, you have time. Yeah. Make a sandwich, relax a little bit, maybe go on a walk. (laughs) I mean, I, I consider my labors, both of them were fast. My first one was seven hours. My second one was five hours. Those are pretty fast for what most people say. And so there's plenty of time in five hours to go to the hospital. <laughs> you don't have to go right away. Yeah. Yeah. And even in Atlanta too, where it can take a long time to get anywhere. So <laughs> that's true. I know you Luckily, feel I live there. 10 minutes away from the hospital. Oh, nice. that's great. That's great. So Cammie, yeah. when you were describing um, James's birth, you said that your husband, Dustin was right there with you moaning and groaning with you through the pressure <laughs> waves and all that. Can you, can you share what, is that like? What do you mean specifically um, about that? And talk to me about how he supported you through those two experiences. Okay. Yes. Um, so you know, I I looked up natural home birth on YouTube before my first baby. So that's another thing I did for, to prepare. I watched people have their babies at home. 
Um, and I just remember lots of the women would be like doing low tonal sounds like, Oh, when they were in, <laughs> when they were having a contraction. And I read that that was really helpful to open for opening the pelvic floor to like really keep your voice low and, and make an O sound. Yeah. And so I did that a lot with my first one and my husband started doing it with me when I was in labor and that just made me laugh. I remember when I was in labor, I just, I, I just had to laugh sometimes, which was also helpful just because he was being funny about it, but he was also very supportive and he just held on to me physically held on to my body as I went through each contraction. And that was the support I needed. I needed someone to hold me. I needed someone to be there for me. I needed someone to laugh with me. He also told me stories about when he fell in love with me. He kissed me a lot um, for both, for both labors. The second one, I didn't moan as much because I was focusing on my breathing, which was more helpful for me to just breathe and not make sound. Um, But because I was at home with my husband, we were just there together. Like I said, he, he pulled, he pulled up on my hands. And I was sitting on a ball and I was pulling down on him. So just that feeling of, of being stretched during my pressure waves or contractions um, was, was really helpful for me. So my husband was just there to, to be my doula. He was my doula. Dustin <laughs> the doula. <laughs> I love yep, it. Yep, Dustin the doula. Yes. That's awesome. Very cool. Way to go, Dustin. Yeah, gold star. All your yep. men. You're yep. surrounded by a bunch of awesome male energy. Yeah. I love it. I sure am. It's funny because I'm from a family of all girls. I'm I'm the youngest of two of three sisters. Oh wow! So. I am too. I'm the youngest of three girls. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fun. So now you get a, the contrast. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I love my male energy. It's great. Uh, it calms me. This, yes. Cammie, you're amazing. I'm so grateful to you for a multitude of reasons. Um, I'm so happy we could connect and have you on the show and give James and Howie super high five fist bumps from us for hanging out and letting yeah. us, letting you have this space to talk about them. Yes, they're why we're here. And then also you, you know, to have this space, you know, Matthew shared when we first got on the phone, this is your platform. This is your time to step up here and just, just express and, um, you know, to inspire other mamas as well. And uh, so just thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you for giving all women around the world a platform to talk about their labors and their baby's birthdays. And it's just, it's a great thing that you're doing. I'm really grateful for it. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S. 
wherever you listen to your podcasts.